It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And welcome to this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and I have the String Project Manager in studio with me today. She's Serena Pluum. And when I say the String Project, I'm talking about Weber State University String Projects. Serena, thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here today, too. Now, this is a new idea for a lot of people. They've not heard about the outreach and involvement that Weber State has in helping to develop and grow young musicians. So if you were to describe the String Project, there's a lot of layers to it. But tell us what it's about. Uh, basically, the String Project is an opportunity for kids and in the community to be able to learn how to play a string instrument, like the violin, the viola, the cello, the bass. And we just recently added the guitar as well. Um, And it's also an opportunity for college teachers, people that are in college to learn how to teach, to be able to gain experience teaching those students. Mm -hmm. Now, these, these are really young students. How young does it start? Um, you could, we usually start them in about third grade. Okay. Um, but we welcome people of all ages, um, up until 12th grade. And we love having starting people when they're a little older as well. We think it's great for anybody to be able to learn how to play an instrument. Did you go through the string project as a young musician? How old were you when you started? I was in fifth grade. Okay. If I'm remembering So between like age 10 and 11. Uh Exactly. And, and most schools in the Weber School District and the Davis School District don't have elementary school orchestras. Um, orchestras. Or, mm-hmm. So opportunities to play. And I had inherited one from my mom. What did you inherit? It was a, a violin. Oh. I had inherited a violin from mm-hmm. my mom. And so I really wanted to be able to play it. Um, it was still a little bit too big for me, but I still wanted to play. And, I think and so, as a fifth grader, I, yeah. your hands aren't full size yet, are no, they? No, no. Mm-hmm. But that's what they, we actually have lots of different sizes of violins. You can get them tiny, 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 um, or full-size violins. So, And your mother was a violinist? No, not really. She, <laughs> she, played, just had <laughs> she happened to have one because she played, I think, for a year or two when she was in school. And what made you want to play the violin? I know you said your mother had one, but how did you make that jump from your school not having mm-hmm. a program to you being a part of the w- WSU Stream Project? So with the with the Stream Project, we... We do outreach mm-hmm. before school starts in the fall. And so we send out our teachers to schools in the neighborhoods to give kind of a presentation on what string instruments are and what they can do and what they sound like. And then we invite the kids to come up and join the program and learn how to play one of those instruments themselves. Grades 3 through 12. Three you through list, 12, you, yes. you listed some of the string um, instruments. Let's do it again. So violin. Yes. Viola. Yes. Cello. Yes. Bass. Bass. I'm like, I'm starting to run out. (laughs) And guitar. And guitar, which is a new one. Is there a favorite? Do you find that kids are kind of gravitating to certain um, uh, instruments? Because what I loved is if I, this will give my age away, but when, you know, Yo-Yo Ma became so Mm -hmm. popular and then Stephen Cat, or not Stephen Cat Perry. Um, the piano guys, the piano guys, right? You start yes. seeing the cello. We do. We do stage. see a lot of mm-hmm. cellos that are inspired by the piano guys. And Stephen also, Sharp Nelson. There you go. Yes, mm-hmm. that's it. So we do see a lot of cello players. Um, traditionally, a lot of people start on the violin, though. A lot of people still love to do that. 
You know, still it, see plenty of violinists. It takes some patience to have a child begin mm-hmm. on the violin yes. because it, it there's a lot that has to be involved. The tension, uh, the pressure on the wire, learning how to to read those notes. And yet it's so beautiful. How For how many years were you a part of the um, string project? Um, I was a part of the string project for probably five years. And then at that point I was in high school and I decided to just keep playing in the high school orchestra because I didn't have time mm-hmm. to do it all because of extracurricular activities that I was in. But yeah, that's what that's I played it all the way until I got to high school. And so then, are the classes, the stream project classes that you would be participating in and performing in as a as a student grades three through 12, are those taking place at Weber State University? Yes. All of the classes take place at Weber State University, except uh, we have a couple of satellite schools. We we teach at Hillcrest Elementary in Ogden. Um, and we do that because it's a lower income school. So we want those kids to be able to have access to music as well. And so we send our teachers over there to teach a class of violin. That's a beautiful gift. Mm-hmm. Having worked at a classical music radio station in my past, and for those who've just joined me, this is Rebecca, your host of Utah Weekly Forum. Joining me in studio is the string project manager, Serena Pluim. But I learned when I worked there the connection that the brain makes when it is exposed to classical music, the the patterns, the sophistication of that music actually kind of fires up the synapses and makes it uh, easier for a child to learn. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you. One of our, the, the manager right before me, her name is Alyssa, and she actually was a child in the stream project as well. And she had a disease where there was like gaps in her, in her in her brain mm-hmm. and, and the way music she processed, was, and the way she processed mm-hmm. it and music was able to help her in her school studies because of that. And I think it helps. It definitely helped me. Well, they call it brain elasticity. And, I, yes. you know, obviously I am nothing near a neuroscientist, but yes. the brain is so moldable when you expose it to different ways of learning and, and uh, firing. So this is definitely you um, you said that you have outreach, that some of the teachers go to Hillcrest Elementary and mm-hmm. the other students would come to Weber State University. Are yes. these students who are studying music education, like the teachers who are helping instruct these young musicians, are they, you know, where do they come from? Mm-hmm. Well, good question. Um, so I'll start at the very top and then I'll work down. Yes. So our director is Francisco de Galvez. He's from Spain. He's also the orchestra professor at the university. So he directs the Weber State Symphony Orchestra. And he's our our kind of, our head, the head honcho. Extraordinarily talented. Yes, extraordinarily talented. And he, so he kind of oversees us. And then right underneath him, we have Gabrielle Cox. She is, by day, a teacher for Davis School District, a music teacher. And then by evening, she comes to Weber State and she's our master teacher. So she helps oversee all of the student teachers and and give them feedback and instruction. And she's she actually started in the string project as well. Another interesting another success story of the string project, I guess. And then we have me, the manager. I do the behind the scenes, making sure things are set up, advertising for the string project, keep it keeping it running. And last we have all of our student teachers. And they teach the classes and the private lessons for our students as well. So there's those two options. There are two options. However, the classes are a requirement in order to participate in the private lessons. Tell me about that. Why why make that connection? Well, we we think it's important for 
children to play in an ensemble um, to gain that experience of playing not always the melody and playing with other students and learning in kind of a group setting. And we also think that it's important to build their skills individually. So we encourage all of our students that are in our classes to also sign up for private lessons because that can help them really build their skills um, and be a stronger addition to the orchestra. I actually also enjoyed that when my my children had um, music instruction one on one. It took took the parent dynamic out and had another adult who was encouraging, but also holding them to standards of rehearsal, teaching mm-hmm. them, and and I loved that kind of influence. Not just their progression musically, yes. but that ability for them to have that experience to learn to grow, to stretch themselves, and then to be part of something whole. That is, you said, it's a different role performing solo versus. Up being a part of the ensemble. Yes. How many hours a week um, would a member of the String Project, grades 3 through 12, be at Weber State University taking Uh, classes? Well, they would definitely be there for the two hours of rehearsal. um, And in addition, if they're taking private lessons, the private lessons are a half hour. So they might be up there at the college for an extra half hour. And that could or or couldn't be on the same day, depending on the student. So it might be twice a week? Yeah, they might be up. They're definitely going to be up there twice a week. Except for our Ogden Youth Symphony, which I haven't mentioned yet. So that's our highest level of ensemble. And it's the, so it's called the Ogden Youth Symphony Orchestra. And that's for kids that are up a, up a little bit in their levels. They've, uh, they know how to, their way around the violin or the viola or percussion. And it's also. Do they have to audition for that? Yes, it is. It's actually an audition ensemble and it's open to brass and winds and percussion as well as strings. So we like to pull in some of the kids in the surrounding neighborhood and the community to be able to come play and participate in a a really high level ensemble as well. Do the students who are involved in the string project at Weber State University, do they perform? Are there, you said there are rehearsals, but are there opportunities for just parents and community members to support them and see them perform? Yes, we actually have, um, one performance each semester. So we have our December performance and our April performance every single year. And then in addition to that, we the Ogden Youth Symphony sometimes has other performances like the Abravanel Hall. They come and perform in Salt Lake City at the at Abravanel Hall. Um, and we also have our Summer Strings, which is a three-week program in the summer. It's it, It's kind of our fun fun music class. We have fiddling classes and we also offer ukulele in the summer as well. So it's a op- great opportunity for kids to come and um, play during the summer when they're normally... All you have to say is ukulele yeah. and they line right up, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> when, they're, when, they're normally not, when they're normally not in school, so they're not practicing. So we like to give them an opportunity to practice and play in the, in the summer. That's so. one of the beautiful things to me about the diversity of Utah, how, how it's been growing, where we have such a high population of Polynesian families and they brought that traditional ukulele mm-hmm. instrument mm-hmm. to Utah and you start seeing it around wildfire or not wildfires, part you know, fire, fire pits when people are together, you see them at parties, you see them gathering and, mm-hmm. and it seems to be a very accessible beginning instrument for a string. Oh yes, it is. Uh, it definitely is. And our guitar teacher, his name is Ted. He was really excited to introduce that this summer. So we hope we'll have lots of people signed up next summer. <laughs> because I never played any string instrument. I'm curious, um, do, do, does the knowledge of the ability to play one instrument transfer to another? So because you can play violin, is it easier for you then to move to another string instrument like the cello or the guitar? Um, I would say it definitely is. Mm-hmm. Um, in 
in Weber State's courses, we take classes on how to learn how to play different instruments. And I think it definitely gives you a solid foundation. Uh, whenever I teach students, if they already know how to read, say, piano, um, and they know, then they know how to read music, it's much easier to kind of transfer that music, that music skill over, as well as the intonation and other skills like that. Even hearing that, there are many different skills that learning an instrument mm-hmm. uh, brings out in a child. So you said yes. learning to read music. What else? Um, what was the question? I, well, I think the, the other skills, the foundational skills uh, a student learns to perform an instrument because there's reading, there's timing. Oh, yes. Right? Rhythm. Rhythm mm-hmm. is a big one. Um, reading the notes, rhythm, intonation. So hearing if notes are accurate or not. I actually have a student uh, myself, and she plays. She played the piano for many years, and because of that, she's so precise on her intonation. She can know whether she actually yes. is hitting an A or not. Because unlike the piano, where the A yes. is right there, with a string instrument, you do it by ear. Is that right? Well, there? yeah. It it depends. Mm-hmm. I think that that's most students don't have that great of an ear, so they they have, and it's a very visual instrument. So you have to play by placement. So, yes. Okay. In fact, and that that's the nice thing about string instruments is you can look at a string instrument player and you can tell what they're doing wrong, and so that's that and helps you as can a teacher. Fix it. Sure. it helps as a teacher because you can fix it, um, and so it's not just going by sound as if it was a brass instrument or something. String instrument, you can look at it, you say. Oh, that finger is in the wrong spot. Let's move it. Let's fix it. I brought up that the ukulele is from the Polynesian culture. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something really beautiful that I've heard over and over again about the Weber State University String Project is that it brings students, grades 3 through 12, from all different backgrounds. Do you see that year after year? So there's a real mix of students from different schools, different backgrounds, different families, and that in itself creates a different ensemble educational experience. Oh, yeah. I think we have we have a lot of diversity in the String Project. And we also, um, just recently, we started working with the Youth Impact in Ogden, which is an after-school program for youth um, in the in the Ogden area. And so that also helps add a little diversity into our Tell me about that. Classes. So you have the, the teachers who would typically be uh, instructing students with uh, mm-hmm. within the string project yes going to after school programs or yes actually and they well we 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 it's still kind of in an experimental mm-hmm. phase um but we we started by going to the youth impact and kind of just showing the the kids what the instruments were and seeing who would, was interested in coming back and playing some more and then we the youth impact would bust them up to Weber State and and then the int- when attendance started getting a little lower, we started going to them instead, and that's worked out a, little, a lot better. So, Isn't everything we do when we're trying to make an impact in the community a learning experience? It really is. It, it is the yeah. flow chart of life. What is the, <laughs> the best way to help yeah. uh, our at-risk youth and, and our community members as a whole? The String Project has been going on for quite a bit. And you mentioned, you know, it's kind of tracks a bit with the school year. So when, at what time of the year does someone enroll to begin and be a part of it? And how long is that commitment? Well, when... Actually, right now is the perfect time to enroll. We opened our registration in the 1st of July, and it's open all the way up until the day classes start. And so if you show up on the first day of classes and get enrolled, we'll consider you part of the String Project. And that's so, the first day of classes at Weber State? Yes. Okay. And and that is 
September 17th. All right. So we've got um, six weeks or so. You have a little bit of time. (laughs) Persuade, take a look at what that will require. Where would we um, sign up or register for it? So you can go to our website. It's uh, www.weber.edu slash WSU String Project. Okay. And I found the information easily, too, by the way, by looking up Weber State University String Project and then kind of finding the links that way. This, again, is Serena Pluum. She is the String Project Manager with Weber State University String Project. You mentioned that those students who are performing well it, from the String Project, as their skills develop, they have an opportunity to audition, did you say, for the Ogden Youth Symphony? Yes, for the Ogden Youth Symphony. So where where is the home of the Ogden Youth Symphony? It's uh, at Weber State University, actually. And is it also led by student uh, teachers? or um, The Ogden Youth Symphony is currently led by uh, the Ogden Youth Symphony manager, which is Stephanie Strait. She conducts it. Um, and then... Weber State students will come in and assist. They'll assist during concerts, um, lead sectionals for the kids sometimes. And sectionals are basically when all the different sections of the orchestra break off and work on their specific sections that need a little bit of I actually work. appreciate that since I was never part yes. of an orchestra. I think you saw that look in my face like <laughs> sectional, that's a couch. But no. <laughs> and and again, you go back to the specific training. For yes. you, what is your major? My... I. I majored in string pedagogy. I actually graduated okay. just in, in April. string pedagogy. Yes. So the teaching of string instruments. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So my understanding is this is one of the few places in the state of Utah, or the only one, that focuses on string teacher training. So this is where you would, if you wanted to te- be a string, uh, graduate in string pedagogy, this was the place to be. I would definitely say Weber State is a great spot for learning how to teach string instruments. Um, there's no other place where you can gain that kind of experience. And it's also paid experience, which in most internships, they're not, they're not paid. So you can come to Weber State and instead of having to go find another job, you can gain experience, valuable experience, and then be able to go out and find a teaching job after you graduate. You know, I've so. worked at uh, colleges and universities in the past. And so, so I like to change the the topic, always saying, what do you want to be? Because I, sometimes we think we go to college so we can get a job. But mm-hmm. the truth is we go to college to learn, to yes. gain lots of information and knowledge, challenge ourselves. And those skills and that information should help us along the way as we pursue a career. But what is your career goal as you decided to major in string pedagogy? Well, my goal is I, I actually, I, I love the string project so much. I, I don't know if you can tell, but I... Since I started in it and all the way until I went to college and I worked in it. And now as after I've graduated and now I'm managing it, I just I love the string project. I think it's such a worthwhile program at, for teachers and for students. And so for myself, I love still love being a part of the string project. It's it feels so like this a, type of experience. Yes. And what is it? What elements of it speaks to you? Um, I just I love music. I think that all kids should have the opportunity to play music if they want to play music and we help provide that opportunity we provide training for that most kids otherwise wouldn't be able to get because it's it's too expensive in other places and so we provide a great opportunity to learn music and i i love music is there a cost for students who participate yes there is a cost it's 160 dollars for both semesters so the full year 
I'm just going to take my breath on that one yes. because many <laughs> of us who've had children involved in piano or wherever it may be, you're looking at a monthly fee close to that. Yes, exactly. At, at so minimum. It's so, mm-hmm. so affordable. And then, so in addition to that, if they, if you want to add 10 private lessons each semester, it's a hundred dollars. Nowhere else can you find lessons for $10 for a half hour. And these are teachers who are motivated yes. to be a part and see you grow as, yes. as they see your role in the ensemble. I also wanted to know um, in terms of instruments, for me as a family, we had an old euphonium. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an old trumpet in the house and an yeah. old piano. And that influenced the type of instruments our kids chose. But what about the strings? Because this string project includes cellos, as you mentioned, and mm-hmm. violins and the bass and the uh, fiddle, the ukulele, or whatever, whatever those instruments. Where do they? Where can <laughs> the kids get these at an affordable place? So we we actually recommend that they go to Summer Haze in, um, I think it's in Layton. Mm-hmm. Yes, Summer Haze in Layton is a good place to rent instruments. And then we actually through we rent basses and some cellos through the in, through the string project. So you can call and ask about that. Yes. How tall does a child need to be to be able to start on the bass? I mean, can you start them young? That is a really big instrument. Well, can I tell you about this cute girl? Um I I don't know if I I could should mention her name or not, but she is so cute. She is she needed a stool to play when she started playing on the bass. And her bass is half the size of her, but she play she loves it. She loves playing the bass, and it makes me so happy to see somebody that little playing the bass. How cute is that? It's it's so cute. Almost need a photo of that. So you yes. help connect. If anyone is struggling with trying to find the instrument that their child wants to play or you want them to be exposed to, mm-hmm. they can reach out to the String Project. You'll give them some advice. Oh, yes. On where, to they, where they should get that. Are, is there any one string instrument that's easier to learn versus others, as we talked about the cello and the bass, et cetera? I would say that's debatable between all of the different students of each of those respective instruments. It depends. If they (laughs) they they love the cello, they're saying that's the one. (laughs) They'll all say something different. So I've played all of the instruments um, that we have here. And actually, the hardest one for me to play is guitar. But I think that's because I'm the least familiar with that one. yeah. I, you know, I was thinking, it always makes me go back to the years. This is Rebecca Cressman, the host of Utah Weekly Forum. We have just a few more minutes with Serena Pluham, who's a string project manager. I was looking back and thinking of my kids, right, and, and what music did for them, because that was part of a, an overall life strategy I had for them. I wanted to, to gain for that. I had a couple of children with learning disabilities, and when I learned that studying music was going to help them not just in their muscle fine motor skills, but in their in the way they learned of struggling with AD, you know, attention deficit disorder. That there were so many benefits from this, and and so if you're a parent and you're listening, I just want to let you know this is not something that has to be out of reach for those families who, you know, the mother's a classical pianist and the mm-hmm. you know and they listen to you know Mozart all day long. This is really for all of us becoming a, making music accessible for all of our children and the um, the blessings. The, the um, wonderful benefits are far outlast just learning an instrument. Absolutely. And I think, I think that's a misrepre- misrepresentation that people, some people have is that they're, if they start playing a classical musical instrument, they're going to keep, need to keep playing it or they're going to need to become a professional. There are plenty of ways to, to use music in your life. Um, 
even for adults. So just keep enjoying it. Very few people in this world, let's say, yeah. that their lives aren't more enriched by music in so. their life. One of the beautiful arts that we pre- preserve so beautifully in the state of Utah. It's the Weber State University String Project. Right now, you can reach out to the String Project and have your children enrolled grades 3 through 12 until September... What was the date, the first day of September class? September 17th. September 17th. That will be the first day of class at Weber State University and the last day of opportunity to join or no? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I just re- remembered something I wanted to, yes, to mention please. really quick mm-hmm. is we also allow parents of the students to play instruments alongside their kids during the cl- their classes. Wow. We think it's very important for the parents to kind of be involved in what their children are doing. So I just wanted to throw that out there rather than having mom or dad in the car in the parking lot waiting for that. Come and play with them. How beautiful is that? And and reinforcement at home. They'd be able to help them as they're practicing at home. Serena Pluham, congratulations on graduating in string pedagogy and for (laughs) your work now as the manager of the String Project. For more information, you had indicated the web page. Where can we go? What's the website again? Uh, Weber.edu slash WSU string project all right one more time weber.edu slash wsu string project i didn't trust my memory for me to repeat it back so i appreciate that serena (laughs) it was delightful to have you in studio thank you for the beauty and the art that you bring to the state of utah and thank you for joining us on this week's edition of utah weekly forum